Hi guys and welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. As always, we're going to kick off the podcast with market reports. This week we chat with assistant sourcing manager Sean Azalio from Proact. Sean gives us a recap on 2019 stone fruit and grapes and some insight into what we're going to see in 2020. Before we get to Sean's interview, let's hear some market reports. Growing conditions in Yuma are improving, but lettuce quality is still a concern. Pricing is higher than normal. Use romaine hearts and pre-cut product, which is better quality and pricing. As for avocados, quality is consistent and it's cutting well and tasting good. The market is extremely active leading up to the Super Bowl. Post-Super Bowl, it appears that there will be some great deals in store, so stay tuned. As for pears, winter storms in the Northwest and Michigan are delaying trucks due to road closures. They're dealing with ice and snow. With that said, the quality and shelf life is excellent on Bosch and Anjou's. As for melons, cantaloupe supplies are plentiful on both east and west coasts. The quality and shelf life is excellent. The arugula supply continues to struggle due to lower yields caused by the recent wet and cold weather in Yuma. Supplies are extremely limited. Pricing is fair and may be higher than normal. Consider using spring mix or Acadian blend for a substitute. That's all for market reports. Be sure to tune in next week for an update on a multitude of commodities. Let's hear what Sean has to say about domestic and import stone fruit and red and green grapes. So, Sean, last time we spoke, domestic stone fruit season was in full swing with import product coming from Mexico. How did stone fruit fare in 2019? Stone fruit overall for 2019 was um, definitely... uh, a downtrend in comparison to, to previous years, um, not necessarily in production, but more so in demand. Um, we saw a lot of schools and, and food service uh, industry um, outlets shy away from stone fruit this year, especially in the front part of um, the domestic stone fruit season, a lot of budget issues with schools, um, a lot of other opportunities in terms of other fruit that's available, um, a late start to the season, all contributed to lower demand um, as a whole, as an industry, uh, food service-wise. Um, and and that really what that did was it had a, a long-term rolling effect on uh, the overall market uh, a lot of the smaller fruit that grower shippers typically anticipate food service, the, the food service industry on, on pulling uh, fell off quite a bit. So mm-hmm. we saw a lot of fluctuating markets this year. Um, the stone fruit season went a little bit later than anticipated on, on some of the varieties, a lot of storage crop that they were trying to sell out of towards the tail end of the season. Um, quality as a result of storage fruit, uh, wasn't always the best. Um, so 2019 as a whole wasn't as strong demand-wise um, as we as we had expected. Um, now looking at, at 2020, we've transitioned into import uh, stone fruit, which is coming from primarily Chile. And um, historically, the import season doesn't uh, doesn't perform nearly as well as domestic um, in large part because um, food service that caters to schools and, and government business they prefer domestic fruit and so typically our demand falls off during this time of year mm-hmm. um, even though supplies are improving 
uh, demand is kind of leveled off. So I'm hoping that as we transition back into domestic come spring, um, to be a little bit ahead of it this year with the warmer, drier weather this winter, I'm anticipating to see uh, better fruit availability earlier on in the year. So that'll hopefully help promote some um, early on uh, food service demand. When do you think um, we will start seeing less import fruit and more domestically grown fruit? I know stone fruit and grapes typically follow a similar seasonality. I'm going to ask you about grapes in a minute, but um, overall that kind of starts cropping up, what, like May? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, um, it all depends on the weather over throughout the, the remainder of the winter season. Last year we saw a really um, wet and cold late winter um, which pushed a lot of that early season production off. Mm-hmm. This year, however, it's been fairly dry and um, not exceptionally cool. So if the weather continues to be the way it is up to this point, I expect we'll see some early domestic offerings come on as early as uh, April. Grapes have been struggling a little bit lately. Um, tell me a little bit about that for green and red. So on the grape front, you know, we had a, um, I'm going to talk about reds and green individually. So on the red grape, which is primarily our, our biggest mover on the, on the grapes, um, we usually in the food industry arena, we usually move probably three to one red to, to green. And so on the red grapes, we actually fared pretty well towards the tail end of the domestic season in regard to supply. There was enough supply to take us and bridge the gap between uh, domestic and import. The problem was is the quality went south real quick. So all the storage crop that we had was okay in the beginning and then as import fruit became um, delayed or or arrivals were delayed Mm -hmm. and um, the anticipation date for the start of import got pushed back later and later, um, a lot of that storage crop then really just kind of went beyond its its you know um, shelf life. And what do you start to see when you know product goes bad that quickly? Like, what are some common things that you'd see in food service? So when you're dealing with storage crop, I mean, it only has so long. Even though it's in a controlled environment, it's going to eventually start to break down. And so the biggest complaint on um, grapes is um, soft berries. Um, wet yeah wet and decay like early signs of decay and um Mm -hmm. when you get that soft berry in the bag it's real easy just by transportation it'll bounce around and and those berries will burst and um it'll start to break down once you get moisture in that in that bag the rest of the bunch will break down quickly you can develop uh, mildew real quick um so it's imperative that whenever we're, we're looking at transition time or dealing with storage crop uh, that the cold chain doesn't get broken. Um, they're being kept in a controlled environment, but, um, you know, whenever something is already on the tail end of its lifespan, anytime you expose it to heat or temperature changes up or down, it can, it can definitely have a detrimental effect on how much longer we have that uh, that fruit uh, in good shape. So, you know, our biggest challenge this year was just the late onset of import and the um, the extended um, 
utilization of, of the storage crop, which led to, to quality issues. The domestic storage crop? Yeah, domestic storage crop. Um, on the green grapes, it was, a, it was a different problem. The green grapes, um, we saw a lot of fruit come on really early in the domestic season, mm-hmm. and that led to uh, shorter supplies on the tail end. So what ended up happening was um, we essentially came across a gap between mm-hmm. when import fruit was ready and domestic storage crop was done. And so really, we struggled more with just order fulfillment and getting consistent supplies on the green. Yeah. Whereas the red, it was a lot heavier supplies, but unfortunately, a late start to the import deal, which led to some quality issues. All that being said, though, we've now transitioned to 100% import and supplies are improving week over week. Uh, We're seeing better um, availability on both east and west coast. Um, We have Chilean product available now, which uh, just started um, really about a week or so ago. Uh, Typically, Chile gets fired up right in the beginning of January and and, uh, rolls on. So um, over the last week or so, we've seen increased production there. And then um, the Peruvian grapes that we've seen come over for the last uh, month and a half um, have been strong. Quality's been good. Supplies haven't been overly abundant, but again, it's improving. So as we look towards uh, February, I, I anticipate good supplies, strong quality, both east and west coast, um, with uh, with promotional opportunities available. As a whole, I, I think that looking towards the next several months, as we're um, as we are going to be working through the the import season, um, like I had said earlier, I really I anticipate a lot of improved supplies, um, a lot of promotional opportunities. I'm really excited on the growth that we saw year over year on the grape category. Um, in large part, that that has a lot to do with the specialty varieties during the winter time, um, and being able to to really um, take advantage of those specialty varieties to leverage additional volume on on some of the more um, everyday varieties. Uh, but overall, I'm I'm excited to see even more growth um, this winter, and then uh, you know this this summer too as we as we look towards domestic. Uh, and on the stone fruit, like I said, you know, I'd really love to circle back around during the domestic season, try to get a little earlier start on it and try to build some excitement and um, a little bit more demand in, in the food service arena on, on stone fruit. Uh, but as a whole, I think that the, the both categories perform fairly well. Uh, grapes, I was exceptionally pleased with uh, 2019 and um, I'm looking forward to 2020 being even better. Sean, thanks for recapping 2019 and taking the time to speak with us. That's all for this week. Remember to subscribe to iTunes and Google Play and follow us on social media for recipe inspiration and tips and tricks. Have a great week, and as always, stay fresh.